In this episode, we're here with Alison Robb from Nationwide. Alison, thank you very much for being part of this podcast. Thank you. Do you want to start with telling me a little bit about your role? Yes, so I'm the Deputy Chief Financial Officer at Nationwide and I lead all of our work looking at our commercial performance. My background, I've spent a lot of time in finance but also I've spent about seven years leading HR and I've just come back to finance and it's really exciting to be back at a time when the society is investing very heavily in the future but it's also a very challenging economic environment to be operating in a challenging competitive environment so there's lots of things to really you know, really strategically to be focused on that makes it really interesting. Mm. Can you also talk a little bit about your education kind of the roles you've had throughout your career? Yeah um, so I went to university not knowing what I wanted to do with my life and studied geography so something completely unrelated to what I do today but but realised that actually accountancy gave me a route to work in lots of different industries so I trained with KPMG one of the big four accounting firms in the UK but realised quite soon after qualifying that I didn't want to stay in practice and that I wanted to go into industry. Um, I worked for a short period of time with WH Smith, one of the big retailers on the high street, um, and then I moved to Nationwide, gosh, many years ago, 24 years ago, and spent, I've worked in commercial finance for a lot of that time, gradually progressed in the organisation, looked after strategy, particularly sort of through the financial crisis and just afterwards did a lot of work on mergers that the society did, so we grew the business and that was actually a really exciting time for us. I then took on a much more diverse role looking after our commercial lending business, customer experience, communications and HR and then about uh, four years ago with a new chief executive and, and restructuring the senior team dedicated um, all my time to HR so for the last four years I've led the HR function Again, really exciting time for us as we reset our strategy. We really have invested heavily in our people through that time. And then, but I'd always been clear that finance was what I wanted to do in the long term. So had agreed I would I would come back to finance at some point. And we appointed a new CFO back in the autumn. And at the same time, it was agreed that I would move back as as his number two. So I've been back in finance for for six months. And in many ways, it's returning to the area of the business that I particularly love. And so it's going really well. So yeah, you've obviously been in the industry for for a while. And in that period, seen quite a few changes across technology, but also on for women. Mm -hmm. So what's kind of been the biggest changes? Um, gosh, I think from a gender perspective, I mean, there's no doubt in the early part of my career, most meetings that I was in, I would be the only woman. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt. And whether that was really early in my career or even probably the first, the first years at Nationwide, I, I started back in 2000, yeah, around 2000, I took a job at Nationwide leading the finance for all of our branch network. And remember the first meeting that I went to with all of the senior leadership team from our branch network and I was literally, there were no women in those meetings at all. Today that would just feel so different. So when I joined our executive committee, so that's the management body for, for the society, that was late 2012 and I was the first woman around that table. Whereas today that team is 50-50. And, and that really, I think, reflects the progress that we've made across the whole organisation mm -hmm. in that you know, today it's much more typical that 30 to 35% of every leadership team is, is female. And it's actually now quite unusual that I would go to a meeting and be the only woman. In fact, there's probably more meetings that I go to where there are more than 50% mm. 
women. And so it feels very different. I also think just our willingness to talk about the role of, you know, just in terms of other commitments outside work, um, whether that's around being a parent, being a carer. And that isn't just about women, that's also about men. Mm. Um, and if I look back, one of the things that you know, we've just done very recently is we've really improved our paternity offering to our male employees. And that's got so much traction in the organisation and people see that as such a positive, both male and female. But just that willingness to have that debate and discussion around how do we create an environment where everyone can be successful and how do we cater to the needs of all of our employees we have many, many more people now who work much more flexibly, whether that's different hours or whether that's different locations. Technology's helped that enormously. So the ability to work, you know, a place that's convenient for you is very different to when I started in my role. But just the whole level of that debate across the organisation is something that feels very different today. Yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned the fact that you offer better paternity offers. And I think it's a very important part of the conversation that we don't really talk about is that part of equality is actually offering the same kind of offering is for both and by offering paternity services you also make the situation better for women. That, that's right and I think so it's, it's, it's quite interesting we know for example that we will have male employees who become parents who don't take up all of their entitled leave so again that's the debate that we want to have we really look at we have a huge number of our employees work part-time but that's predominantly female so only a very small percentage of our male employees work part-time and one of the things that we're trying to do is create where are the role models and where are the case studies so for example one of our senior leaders in our strategy team when he became a father, was really open about the fact he wanted to work part-time um, so that he could share caring responsibilities with his partner. And I think it's by bringing those case studies to life. We also talk about, particularly for some of our senior female employees, so I work part-time um, when I have my daughter, um, and then for about 12 years till she was at senior school, I always used to make sure I was there to pick her up from school one day a week. And that was always fine. And it's the more we talk about those things, the perception that you can't do those things and work at senior level is just wrong, um, but it's only by talking about it that we will make people realise that it's it's okay and that's a normal thing to do. Yeah. So has there ever been a moment in your career where you feel like you've been treated differently because of your gender? I can honestly say that in Nationwide, no. I mean, I think it's been interesting. I worked, I've predominantly worked for male bosses. I've worked for, I think, probably every boss I've had actually has had children themselves so at least has had the experience of challenges around childcare so I've been really lucky and some of those the people that I've worked for were really enlightened and some were a little bit less enlightened but I then my view was well that's my opportunity to help them understand that things need to be different um, I probably have only ever had one experience and I won't say where it was but it was in a an environment outside nationwide but on nationwide business where I walked into a meeting and uh, I was the only woman. I was wearing a pink jacket, so it was quite obvious that I had a different colour on. And the the chair of the meeting said, good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, and everyone turned and looked at me and thinking I was wearing pink and hadn't he noticed that he had a lady in the room. That's probably the only experience that I've ever had of, of a sort of slightly challenging moment. Um, but other than that, certainly within within the nationwide environment, that's not an experience that I've had mm. at all. So is there anything you think the industry should be doing that they maybe aren't? 
Um, I'm not sure that I think it's that we're not doing things, but I think it's what can you do more of. So even in our organisation over the last few weeks, I've been talking to some more junior women in our finance community. And one of the things that they talked about is around the almost a mindset around, is it okay to work much more flexibly? And and I think sometimes people are, that yeah, the, there is a mindset that is, is this okay? And so the more we talk about the fact that it is okay to to want to to work differently what are the challenges that that brings and what are the opportunities that that brings if i look at the team that i work with in our on our senior leadership team all of the female members of that team have all got children and have all worked flexibly at different parts of their career but we don't talk about it very much because it was just part of what we did and i think the so for me the use of role models the use of case studies I'm really making it part of everyday discussion. I do think we can do more of, and I think that's both in our own organisation, but actually more at a, a, across the financial services industry, definitely. Do you want to talk a little bit about why you think diversity is important for a business? I think you know, we're an organisation that we're owned by our members, so it's a very different kind of organisation. It's a, a mutual burden society. Mm. And it's really important to us that we are representative of the people that we that, that, that own us. And that we've got 60 million members, that's one in four households in the UK. We're a really big organisation. And I think our members do expect that we are like them. And not only that, and I, so, so that's really important strategically, but also for me, I really enjoy working with people who are like me and who aren't like me. And so having teams of people that have people that have got different experiences, different life experiences, they've got different perspectives, different points of view, makes things a lot more interesting and a lot more challenging. And I know that, that you know, when I'm working with a group of people, all of whom look like me, it can be quite boring. Um, and actually, if you're going to have fun, get some different points of view around mm. the table. And so, so for me, the discussion around inclusion is strategically important. It's also about how do you actually get the best ideas around a table. So it's, for me, it's a really easy conversation to have. What advice would you give to, to women at the start of their career in financial services? So I think, well, probably a couple of things. There's no doubt, and I don't think this is just financial services, but I think it's really important that everyone who wants to progress their career builds a level of resilience. And I think that can be, I've certainly you know, experienced in my career, women can find that harder sometimes. And so think through, you know, how you are, how you can become resilient, what are the support networks that you use, whether that's in the workplace or whether that's outside the workplace. Be curious. Um, how do you discover what opportunities are out there? And also on occasion, how do you put yourself outside your comfort zone? So I moved from a role in finance and I spent my whole career in finance and then I moved to do jobs that I couldn't do what the people in my team did and that was really quite scary because I'd never had that experience but actually you realise very quickly that whatever your core skill you've got lots of transferable skills and you can use those in other um, parts of an organisation and so but be confident in yourself and think more about what you can do and bring to a new role than what you can't do and the other thing is actually we all like to learn and I found learning new things you know even later in my career actually easier than I expected and a lot more fun and so actually it can be it can really open doors by doing something very different so so think about resilience be curious look at how you can transfer the skills that you've got and be willing to learn